Hello, everyone, and welcome to Honestly Booked. I'm your host, Ariel, on Instagram under at Are You Ready to Read with four eyes. And I'm your host, Rachel, on Instagram under at Paperbacks and Sketchbooks. This is a conversational podcast devoted to books, all thing books with no genre discrimination. We hope with this podcast we will expand your TBR. To get updates on our show, you can follow us on Instagram at Honestly Booked and like us on Facebook. You can also follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to help us get our podcast out there. Welcome, everyone, to episode 20, our in-person episode. We are actually here in California. Rachel flew out here for my baby shower, which thank you. Oh, of course. It's been so much fun. And to be sitting here next to each other is kind of weird. It's kind of surreal. We've literally spent the whole time reading. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) Other than, like, the baby shower stuff, like, we've been, like, reading this whole time. But that's good, though, right? We have a lot of, what's the word? Content. Content. Yes, a lot of content. (laughs) Okay. So this episode is one of our favorites. It's our subscriptions episode for May. And what was your most recent read or your latest read, Rachel? And did you enjoy it? My latest read was The Maid's Diary by Lorith Ann White. I finished this one a couple days ago. I've been into mood reading recently. I don't know what's wrong with me. It was really good, actually. I was surprised. It was an Amazon first reads pick a few months ago. I don't remember when exactly. I ended up giving it four and a half stars. And on Goodreads, it has a 4.3 star rating. So a lot of people love it. And it has 25,000 ratings, too. That's a lot. So that's very high. But this book was about uh, Kit Darling and the two houses that she cleaned for. And she's a maid with a snooping problem, basically. So she's been invisible most of her life. And she loves to poke around into her wealthy clients' closely guarded lives. She thinks it's harmless, but then she sees something that she can't unsee in the home of one of her newest clients, a secret so dark that it could destroy the privileged couple expecting their first child. So this makes Kit dangerous to the couple, and in turn, this makes the couple who might kill to keep their secret dangerous to Kit. Wait, so Kit saw something and it's bad? Yes. To Kit, it is bad. Okay. And I can't say any more because then it'll spoil the whole thing. I know. I'm excited. I have this book too. I got it. This book was so twisty and turny and like I could not predict anything that happened in this book. Did the twists like, so the twists made sense then? They did. They made perfect sense. Okay, good. Like my jaw was on the floor at some point. So I was like, did that really happen? I love it. I love when you're reading like a thriller, a really good thriller and you like have to like put the book down or like look at the book for a second you're like what yeah did that just happen yeah (laughs) literally (laughs) that was like me with my last thriller my last thriller was really good it was like just kept doing and sometimes like when they do too many twists you know you're like okay come on like now it's getting ridiculous Mm -hmm. but the last thriller I read was like twist after twist where it was like confusing me and I was like but I enjoyed it at the same time you know so yeah those are the best thrillers in my opinion yeah so like this one was so full of suspense as well so it was like a police procedural mixed with like your standard psychological thriller mixed with suspense so it was like a blend of all of those and I loved it and because I feel like it focused on um the two couples that Kit cleaned houses for there was also sort of that domestic aspect as well oh you saw those like points of view yeah we did so there were a ton of points of view in this Um, in this book and it just made it very well-rounded to me so it says the maid's diary that's the name was there Mm -hmm. like a diary aspect to it there was um so we got to see kit's diary entries and we also got points of view from a couple of the other characters and then we got a point of view from their case detective mallory so it again that added the police aspect to it okay that hits like all your boxes yes multiple points of view (laughs) twists okay cool i'm super excited to read this one and where did you land at with your rating it was four and a half stars for me i only knocked it off half a star because the ending was a little dragged out for me Mm, um but other than that everything was 
amazing. Yeah, I loved it. It all made sense. Okay, cool. It did. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to reading that because that's going to be one of our book club picks, I think, in June. We have a yeah. book club. Yeah. Yep. So I'll definitely be reading that one soon, and hopefully I get a four and a half stars as well. <laughs> I hope you like it. I really liked it. Right? My latest read also was a four and a half stars, and I I just literally, as we were about to start this podcast, I just finished this book. I really liked it. It was almost a five star, but it wasn't 100% for me, only because kind of the same thing with Rachel, um, Rachel's book. I felt like some parts like dragged a little bit, but it wasn't like so draggy where it would bring it down a whole star. You know, it was just like that little bit that didn't make it five stars. So this book was called a likely story by Lee McMullen or Lee McMullen Abramson. And it has a 3.72 rating on Goodreads with a thousand reviews. And the reason behind that is because it's really new. I want to say it came, yeah, it came out in March. So it's only like two months old. And this was a aardvark. Yes. This was an aardvark pick. This is an aardvark. This was actually your aardvark pick. It was. Yes. So you need to read this one. It's really good. I know. I haven't read it yet. So it was a very complex book, but also very not complex. And I know that doesn't make sense. But (laughs) there was a lot of aspects to this story that made it complex, but it was an easy read. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. So... You have Isabel Manning, who grew up in the 90s as an only child of very famous parents. She has her father, who has written extremely successful books. Think like um, James Patterson of his time, you know, someone that just you recognize. And his name is Ward Manning. And he is a best-selling, this best-selling author, you know, got all this success and fame and then his wife is this uh, a philanthropist, socialite, whatever, Claire. And so, you know, she's she's got Claire and Ward as these parents, and she just needs to she wants to be a successful writer like her father. But there have been a lot of issues with that. You know, writer's block, she's just not sure what to write. She's just got a lot of like stuff coming up. She's getting older. She's turning 35, which I hate when they say getting older because I'm like, oh, that's just around the corner for me. (laughs) But uh, her mother unexpectedly dies. Like she just, just nothing's working for her. And she just wants to write this freaking book. That's like the kind of, I want to say main storyline that's going on. But then you also have Ward's storyline that's going on. And you see, he's not exactly who he says he is in that aspect. You know, he might not even be this amazing guy, you know? And then you have Claire's backstory, And for a good portion of the book, you're trying to figure out like exactly how everything's going to tie together. Because not only do you have all those, but there's also a few other point of views that are really important. And you have a book within a book. Now, I'm not going to say anything about that book within a book because there's a twist that has to go with it. So, but it's really good. Um, It's like a fiction contemporary, I guess. Like there's some mystery aspects to it. It's told in New York. And I was surprised this was a debut. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know it was a debut. I didn't actually know it was a debut until I read this synopsis. (laughs) (laughs) But um, she did really good. Um, Some of her her passages passages in the beginning were a little bit, maybe could have, you know, not used as many words. Like, Mm, but, you know, you kind of got used to it and it, you ended up falling in love with it with time. Um, It was almost 400 pages. Yeah, it's 350 pages. And I flew through it. Like I started it yesterday and ended it today. And it was just, it was really good. I liked it. I really think you'll enjoy it. I'm really excited to read it. I've been staring at it on my shelf. And it's I, pretty. I love the cover. It has books. Who wouldn't love right. it? Right. <laughs> That's true. And it's funny because I didn't even realize it was like a house made of books until just now that's that there's a reason for that I'm starting to learn that like all authors really mm-hmm. have a reason for their yeah. covers and you have to like think about it and mm-hmm. like so there's a reason for that just remember that but um I loved it and that was a likely story by Lee McMullen Abramson what are you currently reading I am currently reading an arc an advanced reader copy of the Couple in the Photo by Helen Cooper. I've been on a roll with the arcs recently. I don't know what it is, but this one sounded really good. It's a domestic suspense thriller type of book. Yes. So I guess I'm on a thriller trend right now. Mm-hmm. That seems to be what's keeping my attention the most. Anything else, I'm just like, I cannot read that right now. But this one's really good so far. 
Um, on Goodreads, it has a 3.8 star rating and it has 115 ratings so far. So that's not bad considering it's an arc and it's not due out until December, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, and I'm enjoying it. It's really well written. I think Helen Cooper's done a great job with the writing. But this one is about Lucy and her husband, Adam. And they've been best friends with another couple, Cora and Scott, for years and years and years since university. And this book does take place in the UK, by the way. I Yay. know that's Ariel's favorite, <laughs> favorite setting for a book. <laughs> I don't have a problem with it. It's just like, like we've noticed while you've been reading it, they use different words. Like that one word. Oh, specialism. I didn't know that was a word in the it's UK. It's a literal word. Yeah, in Britain, specialism is a word. But when I saw it in the book, I was like, that has to be a typo. <laughs> She's like, fake, <laughs> fake. No, that's not real. <laughs> Literally, I had a tap on it and my Kindle didn't even give me a definition for it. It gave me the definition for specialist. It didn't even register that specialism. That's because your Kindle isn't British. <laughs> you know what? That's very true. It's not it's set probably, to Britain. It's probably got the um, American Webster's Dictionary. Yeah, yeah. yeah it definitely does. Um but anyway, aside from that, it's a really fast read. And so those four people are basically family. Like, they vacation together. They have this cottage that they're fixing up together. And so Lucy sort of finds out this one secret pertaining to Scott. And it's like, I don't want to say what it is because I don't want to spoil anything. But basically, she found out he was in like a, a he was in a place that he wasn't supposed to be Ooh, when he said he was in a different scandalous. place. Yeah. So a bunch of things are coming to light. And now there's like a whole police investigation. Ooh. And it's getting really good. There's a lot of marriage drama. So yes. I'm loving it. And I really hope that whatever twists and turns happen, it's not stupid because that would just ruin the whole thing for me. So I'm about halfway through right now. And it's really mm. good. I mean, like, I guess it's maybe sitting at, like, a four-star rating right now. Depending on the twist, like, it could go up or down. But I want to add this to my TBR, but I want you to finish it first and let me know if it's a dumb ending. <laughs> yeah, if the, if the ending's dumb, I would not recommend. But hopefully, hopefully the ending makes sense. Yeah. That's my only thing. And hopefully it wraps everything up nicely because there's still a little bit of loose strings where I'm like how mm -hmm. are the, how are they going to mm -hmm. connect all that mm -hmm. together it's not the best though that like feeling when everything starts yeah. to connect you're like that's why that happened <laughs> you're like I knew it <laughs> literally literally so I'm hoping it's a mind-blowing thing <laughs> hopefully I mean the ratings are high um but you're also super early in the art game so that's true that's you true. might it's you know I don't know but funny story, I'm actually currently reading an arc as well. Oh, look at us go. I know. Um, so this, well, it's an arc, but it's not like really an arc in a way because it was a read now on NetGalley. Oh, okay. So whatever. But um, it goes towards my NetGalley ratio, so that's mm -hmm. good. So I got this one because I really enjoyed her other book that I just read, Over Her Dead Body by Susan Walter. And it was so good it was so like it was it wasn't a popcorn thriller but it wasn't a like super deep thriller either so it's kind of like a appetizer thriller you know like <laughs> like not an entree thriller okay, okay. but <laughs> so like it wasn't too deep it wasn't too like shallow it was really it was like that perfect mix of something that I just wanted to um I had had like a bad read right before and I just wanted something to just like fly through you know I did the job I enjoyed her writing. There were like 20 twists in this book, but, and a few of them were like, okay, that's a little predictable. Some of them were like eye roll, but the rest of them were really good. And it had me not knowing what was going on. So I'm hoping that her new book that comes out in September of this year, Lie by the Pool, is as good as well. And I really don't know much about it except for just a few lines. And it says, a desperate woman, an irresistible invitation, an escalating nightmare of secrets, lies, and murders. That sounds good to me. That's all I really need to know. And I got it. So I will let you guys know how it goes. I really want to read that other book you read by her. You will. I will. Didn't you get it from library? It's in transit to my library. Yes! So when I get home, I should be able to pick it up. Yes. Watch, you're going to be like, this is nothing special. <laughs> I'm going to be like, okay, I didn't say it was like amazing, mind-blowing, but it was really good. 
It was just, it, it hit the spot for me. You know, I got to build up my TBR because it's lacking compared to yours. Oh my God, let's not talk about that. <laughs> I counted last night because I have my, so I have my Goodreads TBR and then I have all of the physical books on my shelf that aren't on my Goodreads TBR. And then I have like my Amazon wish list, which I put all like the newest books on there. And that's not on my TBR either. So I'm oh like, if I count all those books, it's over a thousand. But I'm just going off the Goodreads one. So I'm down to 920. Oh, okay. <laughs> Although there's probably like 90 books I'm not counting for. But whatever. Maybe. I'll eventually get there. Eventually. 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 One day. <laughs> but to go on to more books, like always, we have our subscriptions. Woohoo! Book of the month. I've still paused my book of the month subscription, so shame on you. I know, but you canceled yours. <laughs> I know you weren't supposed to throw me under the bus, <laughs> but that's okay because I'm broke. You know, a hack to this is just checking the books out of your library. You know what? Honestly, I've been doing that the last couple months. I've been doing that. Um, book of the month comes out usually sometimes a little bit before the first, sometimes right mm -hmm. on the first. But I usually will get on there like midnight, like I'm gonna buy it. And like, I'll scroll through it. I'll find which ones I want and immediately throw it onto my library. And I usually get them within that month. I don't know about you. Yeah, sometimes I've been waiting for a couple of them for like two months now, but it does depend. I, yeah, it depends. Maybe the people borrowing them lost them. It does depend, <laughs> but then it also depends on like how many people want them too. As That's well. true. And it's weird because I never thought that. I would be like 27th in line for a hold at my library because it's such a small town. <laughs> I'm like, can I meet all these people? Who are right. you? It's like, who are you? Can I be your friend, please? Yeah. But you're reading the same type of books. I, I want to put like little love notes in books that I read and be like, call me. Like, <laughs> call me, please. No, I'm going to be that weirdo that puts my Instagram like oh my little God. handle and be like, you like this book? I, I think I do too. But yeah. like you said, it would suck at the librarians shake out the books when they're returned. True, true. But book of the month, you know, as we all know, I think it is been around for over 100 years now, technically, since I think it was 2022 when it went to 100. So yeah, book of the month's been around forever. And they always have some pretty good curated books, I feel. I know that this month, out of the one, two, three, four, five, six, out of the six books this month, I got four of them I, at my library. Like, I put them on hold in my library. So, like, four of these are looking really good. Yeah, I think I put two of them on hold so far because I don't, I don't think they had an, another one that I wanted to read. But see, what happens, what I do is if it's a... It's a book of the month book that I really want to read because if, if it's not in my library, it's not like I'm just not going to read it. You know, I'm going to find like mm -hmm. a workaround. And sometimes that'll mean putting on my Amazon wish list and I enter in like so many different contests and giveaways that I'm constantly, get, well, constantly, sure. <laughs> like I'm occasionally getting books bought off my wish list from other people. So, you know, there's always that option or, you know, it sits there and, and maybe in a couple months it will show up, you know. I don't know who curates the books for my library, but it seems like they're kind of like, they get some good ones, but then they miss some like really big ones. Oh. Like they have the new Ruth Ware coming out soon and they still don't have that on like, on order. Oh. So it's weird. One of the book of the month books is actually our honestly booked May book club pick. Mm -hmm. And I think Rachel and I both have that waiting for us. Yes. Still, it's been on my library holds since the first of the month and I'm first in line <laughs> and I still don't have it. Okay. But like same because, but that's not also my fault. Um, my library decided to randomly redo all their carpet. <laughs> <laughs> so my library has been closed since like May 2nd. Um, that's a real tragedy. Yeah. Like what the hell? So I've had, I want to say I have like six books that are ready to be ready to be picked up, but you know, just because library doesn't want to be open, <laughs> I can't go get them. But this is one of them. So as soon as my library opens, guys, I will speed through this book. But this is The Half Moon by Mary Beth Keene. It's a literary fiction. I've been looking forward to it. I've seen it all over. Beautiful cover. Um, and it says it's an emotionally wrenching portrait of a marriage on the rocks, shaken, not stirred, and it will have you in your feelings. Um, hello, catnip for me. 
The tags are emotional, love triangle, ew, marriage issues, and suburban drama. Not a love triangle fan. Are you? It depends, honestly, on how it's done. Because sometimes I feel like they're done in a super cheesy way mm. where it's like, these two girls are after this one guy because he's so hot and like there's nothing mm. else to it. But I feel like this one mm. being a literary fiction, it'll be done in a more I hope sophisticated so. way. I hope so. Um, I definitely heard that this is, like I said in the beginning, emotionally wrenching, <laughs> especially being married. I mean, honestly, like reading these like marriage books, like you don't even really have to be married. Like Rachel's been in a long-term relationship and I'm sure she can relate to like, you know, those kinds of things. So, you know, we'll see, but that looks really good. We will let you guys know how that one is. If we ever get it. We will get it. Stop. <laughs> we just might have like a week late. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. It's on Fable. So you can find Honestly Booked Club on the Fable app. You can find our links on our Facebook, on our Instagram at Honestly Booked. And Join us. Fable's nice because you can read at your own pace. Yes. So if Ariel and I still don't have it like the first week of June, I think we're just going to leave it up until we're able to read it. Yeah, So. For sure. You'll be able to read it until we read it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So Fable is also really cool. Last month was awesome. We did the um, Vera Wong. We read the Vera yes, Wong book. That one and was so good. It was a great book, but it was really cool how on Fable app, on the Fable app, I would I was reading and I saw someone was commenting like a couple chapters ahead of me, and I was like, well, I want to read it to that chapter so I can see what she said. <laughs> you know, so it was cool because it doesn't let you see doesn't let you see what the person's saying until you've read that part you know so it's mm-hmm. kind of like keeps you spoiler free and we are not sponsored by fable or anything no we're so not we're we not. keep like and we keep like bringing it up but it's just like the best way that i found to like book club things you know oh same like i'm i've joined like a couple of book clubs on the fable app i mean do i participate in them no because i have so many other books to read <laughs> then why are you on it because it's like cool to see what it is okay I but mean, like i am too <laughs> i can't read anything that anyone writes because i don't read the book but i know one of these months i feel like i want to try participating in one we'll see if that ever happens so i did once there was a um super famous tiktoker book talker she, um, that's actually where I got Fable from. She was reading this book that I just happened to be reading at the time, got on Fable, saw it. And it was, that's where I was like, wow, this is really cool. You know, like I'm, cause when you're reading a book, sometimes you want to like text someone and be like, holy crap, this just happened in chapter nine, blah, 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 you know? And mm-hmm. like, you can't really do that. Cause like, okay, she's not reading the book or, you know, she hasn't read it yet. But in Fable app, like there's people that will comment as well and they'll probably be feeling the same feelings. So, you know, it's cool. Yeah, super cool. Yeah, so that book will be up there, The Half Moon by Mary Beth Keane. The next book of the month pick for May was The Collected Regrets of Clover by Mickey Brammer. This is their contemporary fiction pick. And beautiful cover, by the way. This one is super colorful and pretty, Mm. and it just makes me want to read it based off of that. Yes. But uh, this one is for the emo kids, who are not so secretly so... <laughs> I can't even read it with a straight face. I'm sorry. I'm over here, like, dying in my hands. Okay. This one's for the emo kids. <laughs> this one's for the emo kids who are not so secretly softies with hearts of gold. Sometimes death is just a part of life. I love it. And it's tagged as romance, Ew. inspirational, road trip, and New York City. Huh. Kind of intriguing. I have this one checked out. I'm like, I'm not even joking, Rachel. I'm like 80th in line for this book at the library. I really want to read it. I haven't put it on hold yet because my library didn't have it last time I checked. Well, that's funny. So I'm like 80th in line for it, right? So obviously a lot of people like it. And Book of the Month actually has been sold out of it since like May 5th. That's crazy. Yeah. So obviously this one's good. Um, I wonder if this is a debut for her. I'm going to look that up. I don't know. It, usually when it's a debut, they mention it, but I didn't see it mentioned on the Book of the Month app, but I just love that it says that it's for the emo kids. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's pretty funny. It's so funny. So it is a debut. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It's a debut, and it was literally published May 9th, so it's very new. Oh, no wonder my library didn't have it then. Yeah, you probably did it on, like, the second or something. Probably. Because, you know, they release on the first. Yeah. 
So that was The Collected Regrets of Clover by Mickey Brammer. And that was another yes for both me and Rachel. The next one is a no for me. I I thought it would be a yes for Rachel, but I think it's not. No, I think it's no. Have you read any of her books? I haven't. Okay. But this one's a no for me because, um, <laughs> well, one thing that turns me off. Um, I didn't even say the title yet. <laughs> okay, Hold on. Go on. I'm yours, the gun yours, yours truly by Abby Jimenez. <laughs> okay, now go. Go ahead. Get your hate out. Spew it. <laughs> it's because it's 400 plus pages long. Oh my freaking Jesus. Is that really what you're... For a romance. Really? That For was a your... romance. That, that's true. That's true. <laughs> okay. So, um, look at that last tag though. Yeah, it's just fake dating and I don't like fake dating. Fake dating. So, it says if you've ever had... If you've ever felt like you had your mouth full of marbles while talking to your crush, you're relate to Brianna Jacob. Okay, that sentence alone is a no for me. Yeah, I was not super excited about this one when I saw it. I was like, they chose this one. Like, I know Abby Jimenez is a really popular romance author. I'm surprised you haven't read one of her books. But I don't, none of them have ever really stood out to me. Like, they Is just, she one of the cartoon covers? Yes. Like, they just didn't seem super enticing. And, I mean, I still like reading romance once in a while, but I don't know. It's a second in a series. Oh, no wonder I didn't choose it either, because okay. it is second in a series. I just realized it's a second in a series. Um, I was curious, because it said for over 400 pages. How many is it? It's 416, so it's only a couple pages more than 400. But you're okay. right. 400 pages of fake dating. Wait, is it fake dating? Yeah, fake yeah. dating. 400 pages of fake Nope. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely not, because like, I've read romance books that are longer than 400 pages before, and it gets to the point where it just drags out so much. What can you possibly and write about for from, 400 pages? From my experience, of a romance. The, the author just, like, goes about the characters, like, day-to-day -day lives, and it gets, like, so boring. Mm, that's what I was going to, yep, I was yeah. like, what is that? So, um, funny story, but I have... I have an Abby Jimenez on my 12 by 12. Good luck. <laughs> Let me see how many pages it is. Hold on. 372. Why That's are the so ebook. Long? That's the ebook. That means it's more in hardcover, I think. Maybe it's less in hardcover. I don't know. But oh my gosh. No. Oh well. I have to read it. Thanks, Stacy. It looks I think like that's who did it. It looks like we're both becoming romance haters. No, well, you've been no you're not, ma'am. On the way here, you read a romance and rated it five stars. Did I? Yeah, the one with the, like, the cover, oh, the pink Oh, that cover. one, I read that right before I came here. Yeah, funny you should ask. Yeah, that one was really good. Yeah, off of romance, I think that's the last <laughs> romance here. So this one was a yes for both Rachel and I. And that was, did you hear about Kitty Carr by Crystal Smith Paul? And this is historical fiction. I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even read what it was about. I just saw historical fiction, historical fiction, 400 plus pages. And I was like, yes. Okay. Historical fiction though, 400 plus pages. That's okay. <laughs> yes, it is. I agree. I don't know about a thriller, 400 plus pages. Mm. Mm, I feel like thriller is kind of the same thing with a romance that's over 400 pages. It starts to just drag out. I feel like, yeah, it started to drag out or they throw away too many twists. Too many twists. Like, like I'm getting whiplash. You're like, okay, now I don't even remember what the original point was. Yeah. <laughs> but um, historical fiction, I feel like they do good. With historical fiction, there's a lot of like world building and back building, kind of like fantasy. Now I see kind of why fantasies are like 10,000 pages. Yeah, dude, like fantasy is insane. Like I've taken a break from fantasy because I don't have time to sit and read <laughs> an 800 page Wait, book. You're going to read more fantasy? Well, I want to read that fourth wing book oh that everyone's gosh. reading just to know what the hype is about because I got to know why it's so popular, even though it's dragons and I don't think I'd be into dragons, <laughs> but I want to try. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I want to try and see what it's about. Oh, that one. Okay. I still have not finished my fairy books, so. But you only have one left? Yeah, I have one left, but I DNF'd like th what they call the novella. Which is actually, Every, I feel like everyone did. 250 pages, so not a novella. Yeah, it's like but. a regular book. <laughs> <laughs> um, but back to Kitty Carr. So this book is called, did you hear, how did I get to you? I don't know. This book is called, did you hear about Kitty Carr by Crystal Smith Paul. It says, red carpet ready? You'll need a fresh fit and perfectly coiffed hair. 
for this book serving major old Hollywood glamour. Its tags are 400 plus pages, social issues, movie-ish, glamorous, and I don't know why I'm getting like, I'm, I'm, it's gonna be so stupid that I said this, but I don't know why I'm getting like seven husbands vibes. I kind of get it a little bit, especially from the cover of the book. Yeah, but now I feel like I'm like over, like, do you know where I'm gonna read it and be disappointed? So I need to remember it's yeah, not it's even not. TJR. No, it's not. So we'll see. But yeah, so that was a yes for me and Rachel. The next one was a no for me. Don't know if Rachel did or not. I don't know, but the next book of the month may pick was The Last Word by Taylor Adams. This one is the thriller option. I've never read a Taylor Adams book. I have one on my 12 by 12 May challenge for this month. I haven't even... I really want to know. I, I really, really want to know if you like that book. Because if you liked the book No Exit by Taylor Adams, the one that I hated with a passion, mm-hmm. that I feel like I would be able to recommend a whole bunch of books for you if you like that one. Interesting. I haven't I haven't read it yet. I haven't even checked it out because honestly I'm I've been in the middle of reading other things. <laughs> um, but this one sounds like it could be interesting. Hey there, brave reader, take heed and tread carefully. Some authors take one-star reviews deadly seriously. And it's tagged as a fast read, creepy, rugged, and writer's life. So this reminds me of the writer's retreat. It was the cover. Remember the book with the cover that's like bent back that we hated? Just the look of the cover. Yes. It reminds me of that one because that one was about a, like, someone was talking trash about their book like a one they like one started so something kind of like that but I definitely didn't check this one out only because this is so messed up but only because I hated his other book (laughs) (laughs) and I was like if it's at all the writing like that like it's the that book was loved lots of people love that book no exit by Taylor Adams it even became a movie um it was just to me it was written like a movie would be written I don't want to read action scenes you know yeah act like a bunch of action in a thriller is like not really what I'm looking for it was like 12 hours told over like 12 hours so you know I don't like those anyways because it's too much description and stuff in like that short period of time that's true and it was snow it was like literally a Mm. snowstorm yeah you snow hater I can't like (laughs) the whole thing they were stuck in snow so they were talking about snow a lot and I was just like oh my god I feel like I need to read it now just so I know what it's about I'm telling you I You'll know. Okay. Here's the thing. Pick up No Exit. You'll know within 50 pages if it's for you or not. Okay. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. Because if, and I don't, I won't be mad if you hate it. Like, or I mean, I won't be mad if you love it because, but it's good because if you do, I do know a ton of books that are like that. But yeah. So have any of you listeners like totally just not checked out more of someone's books because of one of them? Cause I definitely have. Have you done that? Yes, I have. I'm curious, what's the tea spill? What was the question? <laughs> you hated someone's book so bad you didn't check out any more of their books. <laughs> yeah, I have, but like I don't remember what you they You literally were. answered the question and then you're like, wait, what was the question? <laughs> I forgot, what was the question? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, but have you ever like read someone's book, hate, like disliked it so much yeah. and then not checked out any of the other books or taken them off your TBR? Yeah, but I couldn't tell you what those titles are because no. my memory is so bad. I just don't remember. Okay. But I know I've done it. Colleen Hoover. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. Yeah. She would be an example of that. God, that was like the thing, one thing I could think of. There was one that I tried. She had four books. I read two of them and I was like, okay, if you can't, two of your four books, I'm not, no, mm-mm. I didn't like the two. So I took mm-hmm. the other two off my shelf because usually when I read a book, I want to read their backlist, you know? Right. So I'll read a book and then I'll be like, okay, throw all the other ones on there. But like, if I didn't like it, then I'm going to be like, I might not like the other ones. But I always give them two chances, which means I should give Taylor Adams another chance. But I'm going to need someone to read this and tell me if there's snow in it. (laughs) How about that? Because it says rugged. Rugged to me would be more like woodsy than snow. Yeah. 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 Like... Like camping kind of stuff. Or is that just like a direction that you weren't even thinking? I, I mean, I was just thinking like woods, <laughs> running around in the woods. Not, true. Not camping true. specifically. Okay. But. Anyways, the last one from Book of the Month was a yes for me. I checked it out. Uh, I don't know if Rachel did. Um, I did not check this one out. Ho, ho. 
probably because of the because of those two words right there. Literary fiction. <laughs> um, so this last one's a literary fiction. It's called Paper Names by Susie Luo. And it says, hold on to your seat. This heady, turbulent immigrant tale will shake you up and make you rethink all your assumptions. Its tags are multiple POVs, yes. Family drama, yes. Non-linear timeline, yes. And immigration, yes. So I didn't really need to read more about that. I checked that out. It is, I am third in line at my library for whenever they decide to open for their carpet drama. (laughs) Um, But Rachel's right. She, like... She told me, I was like, yeah, they're closing my library for carpet renovation. She's like, why don't they just do one room at a time? Yeah. Or, like, close one part. That would have been the smart thing to do. Because how many chemicals can be really during carpet? I don't know, unless your library had asbestos. Yeah. Ooh, (laughs) they lying. (laughs) Something's going on. Yeah, so that was Paper Names by Susie Luo. And these book of the month, so we got some pretty good ones this month, I think. Last month was... I think good as well. They've been pretty pretty good. Yeah, I'd say recently this year they've had they've had amazing picks. Like they've all intrigued me. Yeah. So what disappointed me this month was artwork actually. Same. I didn't get any of them. And I feel like I just I, it's not like they were I don't know, they were cuz they always do really good like broad stuff you know like Mm -hmm. they have contemporary fiction thrillers romances historical fiction but I just none of them looked super good to me this month but we'll share them with you guys because maybe you know you will so the first one they had was called the swamp story by Dave Barry which freaking hilarious looking cover oh yeah it looks (laughs) like honestly though like the cover like turned me off from it because I was like that's gonna be too weird opposite too weird of a story I was like oh this cover looks super cool it's gonna be something quirky blah blah which is supposedly it is but who wants to read about Florida I mean (laughs) I enjoy visiting like the touristy parts of Florida but I don't know if I'd want to read about the swamps true so the tags are contemporary fiction crime and humorous oh humor humor humorous Actual Florida man Dave Barry returns with a Florida caper full of oddballs and more twists and turns than a snake slithering away from a gator. So it's supposedly like, um, it, this is funny. I don't know if you know this, but it actually got comped with the sweet spot. Interesting. Like, I loved the sweet spot. Yeah, it said it was like that quirky, like, could be TV show kind of thing. Okay, well, maybe I would like it then. Maybe. If it's being compared to that. Yeah. But mm, the sweet spot was more of also like a. Um, like a women's fiction too so like i don't know like i don't mind quirkiness in Mm -hmm. books Mm -hmm. i like it when it's done well this one just sounds strange but maybe that's just me agreed agreed i think that it was just um comping it because of that like quirkiness tv Mm -hmm. kind of vibes Mm -hmm. but that was a swamp story by dave barry the next aardvark pick was Chain Gang All-Stars by Nana Kwame Ajibrenya. I probably butchered that, so I apologize. But this one is a literary fiction sci-fi debut novel. It has LGBTQ themes, crime, and political. So not my favorite tags. I'm not really super into sci-fi or anything super political. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've seen this one floating around Instagram and people seem to really enjoy it. So it probably is good, just not the book for me. But it is two top women gladiators fight for their freedom within a depraved private prison system not so far removed from America's own. This was like an almost pick for me. Like I almost got it. I don't know... That word gladiators kind of like puts me off in the fighting for their freedom. Yeah. I don't know. So I didn't get it, but that would have been, seemed like it should have been an aerial pick. It does seem like it could have been an aerial pick. Just didn't, didn't feel good to me. So the next book, The Perfect Ones by Nicole Hackett. I know Rachel actually ended up getting this one because she luckily still has her aardvark. <laughs> um, and that the tags are thriller, mystery, and it's a debut novel, which we've had some really good debut novels lately. Mm-hmm. So a picture-perfect trip goes horribly wrong in this fast-paced exploration of friendship and the dark side of social media. That social media tag kind of threw me off, and I think that was the only reason why I did not grab this book. I chose this one because the cover looked really interesting. <laughs> 
you know, I don't read the synopsis of books. Cover lover. I'm, yeah, 100% a cover lover. But it also does sound kind of good to me. Didn't your mother ever teach you don't judge a book by its cover? Yes. But also, <laughs> I enjoy looking at pretty book covers. I love that for you. <laughs> taking my own words i was like just trying to organically squeeze in the conversation but it was taking too long oh that's fine i was gonna forget (laughs) the next aardvark pick is an american beauty by shanna abe it is tagged as romance and historical fiction and amidst the opulent glamour and vicious social circles of gilded age new york this stunning biographical historical novel conjures the true rags to riches story of arabella huntington a woman whose great beauty was surpassed only by her exceptional business acumen, grit, and artistic eye, and who defied the constraints of her era to become the wealthiest mm. self-made woman in America. I wanted to get this one, but the tag being romance, the main tag being romance, kind of like, eh, hard left. It sounds pretty interesting Ooh. now that I'm reading about it, though. Okay, yeah, so that one was a miss for both of us, but... I don't know. You know, I'll, I'll end up changing my mind. I'm sure on some of these. I'll see some trusted sources reading them and be like, yeah, okay, I'm going to read that now. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Um, the last one is called This Bird Has Flown By by Susanna Hoffs. Or no, This Bird Has Flown by Susanna Hoffs. This is a romance contemporary fiction debut novel. It includes a cat and it has a movie TV show coming. This is a delightfully funny and steamy debut novel about music, fate, redemptions, and love from beloved beloved songwriter and Bangles co-founder Susanna Hoffs. This gives me like Daisy Jones of the Six vibes. A, a little, little bit, bit. A little bit. But um, includes a cat is always a fun. That's always fun. And I guess movie or TV shows coming for this one, mm-hmm. which is interesting. I didn't yep. hear about that. Nope. So Book of the Month was a hit ish aardvark was kind of a miss for both of us amazon reads now i know this one i had a really hard time picking one because i wanted all of them i did not pick one this month out of my goal to save money but they all looked really good Uh uh-huh the first amazon first reads pick is their thriller option it is called a killer's game by isabella maldonado this one is great for fans of Squid Game and Criminal Minds. They got me at Criminal Minds. How do you compare those two games? I have no shows? idea. I guess they're saying like it's like a combination of them. Okay, okay. You know, maybe. Like weird games and like police stuff. Police, yeah. Because okay. I think the main character in this one is an FBI agent. So FBI agent Danny witnesses a murder on the streets of New York. And when she finally catches the assassin, the FBI cuts a deal with him to bring Danny undercover and behind Ooh. the scenes of a conspiracy that runs deeper than they imagined. Okay, okay. That one looked good. Yep. That was a hit. that was a hit for me. It sounds really cool actually. The next one is The Light of Farallon Island by Jen Wheeler. This is historical fiction, the story of a governess on the run from her past. This debut novel is set in the 1850s on the dangerous Farallon Islands, also known as the Devil's Teeth. This is a true American gothic with a brooding but handsome stranger, a menacing lighthouse keeper, and a ghostly mist. Uh, Okay, so this one was a miss for me only because of the handsome stranger makes me feel like there's going to be romance and ghostly mist makes me feel like there's going to be paranormal. Yeah, this one was a miss for me as well, but I don't usually go for historical fiction as often yeah but i'm trying to branch out yeah yeah you are you are the next one is don't say a thing by tamara leitner this is true crime and this unique true crime narrative reveals not only how the justice system struggles to help victims of sexual crimes but also how these women and the author herself worked to rebuild their own lives i wonder if it's gonna have like some memoir aspect to it it kind of sounded like it based on hmm. the brief summary that i remember reading it's supposed to have more of the author's own experiences interesting hmm. i don't know about that one i'm on the fence yeah me too i don't know because memoir is not usually my go-to <laughs> but right. true crime is interesting aren't you on a true crime kick yeah like listening to it Oh, yeah. I haven't read any true crime books yet. I've been, like, stuck on this, like, TikTok rabbit hole of watching these true crime (laughs) TikTok reporters. (laughs) The next one is Golden Hills by Jennifer Weiner. And this is a short story. This 
I love Jennifer Weiner. So this short story includes themes of memory, first love, and friendship. Ida is running for Senate, but when strange former friend Marissa from Camp Golden Hills comes into the picture, her words could ruin everything she's worked for. Ooh. Sounds juicy. Some drama And it's a short story. Yeah, so quick read. Probably under like 200 pages. Jennifer Weiner's really good. I like her books. Surprisingly, she's billed as romance, but I feel like it's more of that like contemporary romance with a side of fiction books. Okay, that's good to know because I I haven't read any of her books yet. She has really good books. I like them. The next one is A Thousand Recipes for Revenge by Beth Cato. It is historical fantasy. Interesting genre. What? The gods interact with humans via the preparation of enchanted food. What? (laughs) Food? Enchanted food. Enchanted food. Two women who don't seem to know each other at all, one a chef and the other destined for something even greater, realize their connection goes far deeper than either imagined on the fence it sounds kind of weird but the enchanted food part intrigues me yeah it sounds weird but cool at the same time yeah but like the fantasy aspect i don't know about the next book is the silent bride by shalini boland psychological thriller i've read another book by shalini i don't know how to pronounce the name i'm probably saying that wrong um but it was really good this book is about Alice, who's walking down the aisle to marry the man of her dreams. But when the groom turns to look at her, Alice stops in her tracks. Something is not right. The man at the altar is not her fiancé. Ooh. What would you do? Um, I think I would just look around all confused and be like, okay, where is he? Yeah, like, but then there'd be no book. So then, the then there would be no book. That'd be, so, that'd be the end of the book. Yeah, she'll probably do something stupid. Probably. <laughs> like, okay, that's my fiance, you know, and then go along with it. Yeah, but it sounds interesting. It does, and I actually got this one, so. Ooh. Gotta let me know how it is. I will. The next Amazon First Reads pick is The Road Towards Home by Corrine Damus. It is women's fiction. When Noah's and Cassandra's paths cross at an independent living community, they realize they'd actually met decades before, and they still enjoy each other's company. The two must look deep within to decide what it is they want for their remaining years and whether the path to get there will be shared. Ooh, this one looks good. It does sound good. I'm noticing that I'm starting to, like long-term friendship books you know like that span over a long time of one friendship yeah um those are good yeah i like that the last book is you look beautiful tonight by lr jones and it's suspense mia is quiet reserved and prefers to hide in the dim light of the bookshelves when she receives messages from adam a handsome man she met on a dating app but not in person she's shocked and flattered mia is completely charmed until adam's messages become more disturbing and mia's people in her world start to die dun 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 i almost ended up buying that one but then i didn't but now i wish i did i'm gonna put it on my amazon wish list how about that (laughs) yeah do that (laughs) someone can buy it for me or i can like buy it myself one day but um so that was our amazon prime first reads we would love to know which ones you picked if you picked any um we'd love to know if you picked any of the subscriptions like the book the months aardvarks definitely let us know yeah so now we have the celebrity book clubs with which reese's book club was did you hear about kitty car Mm -hmm. jenna's read with jenna is chain gang's all-star the gma book club is the niger wife by vanessa walters which i've seen this everywhere um i need to get this one It's a debut novel that centers around a young woman who vanishes from her glamorous life in Nigeria, and her estranged aunt will stop at nothing to find the truth. That one looks really good. It does look really good. When I I was doing all the research for this, I saw that, and I was (laughs) like, ooh, I haven't seen this one before. And it sounds really interesting. It does. And then you have Oprah's Book Club, which is The Covenant of Water by Abraham Verghese. It sounds interesting as well. It's set in Kerala on South India's uh, Malabar coast, uh, spanning from 1900 to 1977. So this book takes place across 77 years, basically. And it follows three generations of a family suffering from a strange affliction. In every generation, at least one person dies from drowning. Weird. And in Kerala, water is everywhere. So this book is a hymn to progress in medicine and to human understanding and a humbling testament to the difficulties undergone by past generations for the sake of those alive today. I kind of want to read this one. It sounds interesting. I didn't add it 
to my TBR, but now I, I think I'm going to. It seems like a you book. Yeah, it definitely does. <laughs> Family uh, generational books are like one of my catnips. So those were our subscriptions for our 20th in-person episode. Awesome sauce. Speaking of sauce. Tomato sauce. Tomato sauce specifically. Okay. So Rachel <laughs> and I are at an impasse here. We disagree to disagree. Or no, we... <laughs> We did. We just disagree. We just disagree. We just disagree. <laughs> so tomato uh, ketchup. It tastes like tomatoes. Ketchup does not taste like tomatoes. It tastes like okay. Ketchup's main ingredient is tomatoes, but it is filled with sugar and vinegar. But it's still tomatoes. But it doesn't taste like tomatoes. Okay, we could literally do this forever. No, we could. We could just go in circles <laughs> right here. So we ended up funny story. So. We ended up arguing over this, and I had to, we had to bring other people into the, you know, into the debate. So we brought in our two, I think, our two closest friends on Instagram, which is this period guy, period books, and underscore, this is just the prologue. Is it underscore before or after? I think it's before. I think it's before as well. Yeah. So Chelsea and Travis, we brought them in on this, and the consensus was that I'm dumb. Yes, it was. <laughs> And I'm no longer they're my no longer my closest friends. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are uh uh-uh, bye. Our only two listeners and I've just like ostracized them. <laughs> you have. <laughs> no, but seriously, apparently tomato apparently ketchup doesn't taste like tomatoes to a majority of people. It doesn't. Which just doesn't make sense to me. But whatever. Anyways, so on that topic, somehow we got onto vegetable erotica. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember exactly how we got there. I think one of you guys was like, I wonder if they wrote a book about ketchup erotica or something. And then, of course, me being me, I had to Google it and look it up. I found every other vegetable erotica, but not tomatoes because tomatoes aren't really a... Not really an erotic Not really a phallic looking... Yeah. Is a tomato a fruit or a vegetable? Tomatoes are fruit, technically, because it grows on a vine. That's true. Then my like my husband the other day, he's like, wasn't well, isn't ketchup just a tomato smoothie? I'm like, oh my uh. god, gross. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, there's a lot, a lot of vegetable erotica. Specifically, cucumbers tend to be the most, most liked for people to write about. But I mean, like, there's everything. There's everything. I saw. I saw too much. I'm not surprised at the cucumbers. Yeah, me either. Cucumbers didn't surprise me. I don't understand the eggplants, you know, just, Mm, yeah. yeah. They had pickles. Gosh, what else is there? Were there carrots? Yeah, the giant carrots. But it wasn't like one. It was like a whole, you know, anyways, Mm -hmm. enough about that. So, yeah, there's a thing. It's a vegetable erotica. So now we've learned there is coronavirus erotica and vegetable erotica. People are weird. People are so weird. So weird. Anyways, so <laughs> enough about that. On a positive side, I actually did get to one of my TBR knockdown books. And <laughs> um, I got to one of my TBR knockdown books. It was called The Other Mrs. Miller by Allison Dixon. And I only ended up giving it two stars. I ended up giving it two stars because it was like a popcorn thriller. There was really nothing special that happened. The premise was just so weird, not realistic, didn't make sense. It was one of those things that like would not happen in the real world and you have to dis- suspend disbelief. I can't even really tell you what it's about because I feel like the synopsis gives a little bit too much away. But um, shout out to Rachel for bringing this book to me all the way from Illinois because my library didn't have it and it was my next book on my TBR. Yeah, I carried that in my suitcase for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Did you get to your TBR knockdown? I didn't, but it was supposed to be Breathless by Amy McCulloch. Is that how you say that? That's how okay. I would say it. Yeah. Breathless by Amy McCulloch. I can't even pronounce my own last name, so. <laughs> I did not get to it. It's on my book of the month backlist. It's been sitting on my shelf forever, but um, I know it has snow on the cover, so I don't think you yes. like it. Yes. I was like, this sounds sounds like a book I don't want to read no yeah because there's snow on the cover um I haven't read it yet but it seems interesting I think it's like a like a thriller suspense sort of thing yeah yeah from what I remember mountain climbing it's like climbing a mountain that's all I know interesting I may or may not read it anytime Mm -hmm. soon um but I I do want to work through all of my book of the month books that I haven't read because I don't have that many that I haven't read whereas Ariel has like a ton that she hasn't read Oh my god, I know. 
She's, she's seen my shame of shelf, my shelf of shame of all my unroads now in person. But um, our book club pick of the week was Four Winds by Kristen Hanna, which I did read. I finished it. I enjoyed it a lot. I read it. Um, it was a book club pick, but I also buddy read it with Travis, this guy books. And funny because last time I buddy read with him, I blew through the book and he was like struggling to catch up this time. He was done with the book and I was struggling to catch up. So there you go. And we both really liked most of the book. Most of it. It just started to get political. And it's like, here's the thing. Even if I agree with your politics and I'm not saying I agreed or disagreed with these politics, but even if I do agree with the politics, I don't like it in books, you know, disagree with it, agree with it. I don't care. You know, like I could be like die hard for one side and it's in the book that way. I still like, you know yeah, what I mean? I just like when I read books, it just throws me off. I don't like politics in it because I just, I don't want to be thinking about that when I'm reading a book and I'm supposed yeah. to be immersed in this fictional world. Yeah. Like it's just not my thing. Like it's cool if you like reading about politics, but like we just don't over here. Yep. So, well, also, like, say there's going to be politics in there, maybe, and then I'll be like, okay, whatever, you know? Right, yeah, like, you're When you're reading, and this is what happened with this book, when you're reading one book and the whole plot is one thing, and then it does a hard left, now all of a sudden we're preaching down your throat this thing. Yeah, that's... Yeah. That's not fun. So... But anyways, back to the book, Four Winds by Kristen Hanna. Now, I've read quite a few books of hers, and I love them. Now, she does a lot, like, really good um, research on her books. And this book, like a lot of historical fictions I read, it it had me outraged at, like, that this really happened in America. And it touched me, you know? It, It was hard for me to read because it's just, I can't believe that, you know, this happened. But like I said, around 80% of the book, it took that political hard turn, and I was just like, nah. Then I was kind of just, like, flipping through it. But it was about Elsa, who's a young woman who's been beaten down by life, by both her family and then the economy. And she's trying to make a living for her and her children while facing obstacles left and right during the Great Depression and the Great Dust Bowl in Texas. So she's kind of just, like, got everything thrown at her, just trying to be a good mom, good wife. And it's just, yeah. It was, it was a good book, though. I definitely recommend it. Just remember the last 80% is politics. Yeah. I, um, I'm i going to have to really hustle with reading that book when I get back to Chicago because I just realized book clubs meeting this Thursday, and I have not read it yet. That is this Thursday, huh? It is this Thursday. Time is going by so fast. Yeah, so that was our subscriptions episode. How are you? How are you, how did you? Since you're leaving tomorrow tonight, <laughs> how did you enjoy California? <laughs> I, the little bit you got to see. I liked it from what I saw. It's really hot out here, but yeah. <laughs> but no yeah, humidity. True. No that's humidity. True. It's nice though because it's like cool in the morning and cool in the evening. Yes, I love it. Like I love that you can still like kind of keep your windows open and it's not like insanely hot. Yep. So that's really cool. Um, But I don't think I'm ready to move out here. I know. She asked. (laughs) She asked her AI. Oh, my God. This is so funny. She asked her AI, should I move to California? What did they say again? Um, It said, so I asked the stars on the CoStar astrology app, and they told me that I should not move to California right now because it's not the solution to my frustrations. And (laughs) apparently I'm going to be frustrated until the end of June. (laughs) rude (laughs) yeah right i'm like what am i even frustrated about (laughs) yeah rude well mine told me my husband was cheating on me so (laughs) yeah you call him up at work you're like are you cheating on me (laughs) oh my god it was so funny i asked i asked it and i was like does my husband love me and then it was like i which i'm not insecure like that it was totally just a joke right and one of the things it said in there was so funny. It was like, he may be exploring other romantic interests and i was like what and i called him and i was like so you got a romantic interest, huh? He just laughed. He was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> He's used to my shenanigans. That's so funny. Yep. But, yeah, no, we've definitely enjoyed having Rachel here. She's a delight. She's a great person. Oh, well, thank you. In person. We have a photo on our um, Honestly Booked page together. So I'll definitely be back. I'm not going to be a stranger to California. Yeah, you got to come when the baby's out. I do. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe my library will be open that time. Maybe we take a field trip to the, I know. To the library. Yes. We also tried and failed 
at going to look at little free libraries around here. We tried. Yeah, we did. We tried, but then my car was having issues. So so we, we got one book. I don't remember <laughs> what it was, but we got one. Yeah, we got one. <laughs> I feel like we should take some back, too. I have all those in there. I should probably put in them, huh? Yeah, you should. Yeah. Little free libraries are dope. If you guys have the Little Free Library app, you should definitely download it. And you can find Little Free Libraries near you. I know you said you don't have that many. No, I think there's like three, but none of them are in walking distance, which sucks because oh. I would love to walk to one. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, as always, awesome. Another episode, episode 22 or 20, oh. <laughs> episode 20 in person. Sorry, we're getting like delusional. It's really hot in this room. Yeah, it's very hot in this <laughs> room. Like, we're like, what is that word? Um, We're like roasting potatoes in here. <laughs> like, I'm like, I keep smelling myself. I'm like, I stink. <laughs> And we're like right next to each other. But as always, happy reading. Happy reading.